Welcome back, everyone, to another Slab Stocks podcast. I'm Aaron, your host, but we'll be doing way less talking than the co-host, Nate, today, as we are back That's right. with another... That's what people want anyways. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. We're back with another Bowman overview, product overview. We're going back to 2016 this time. A couple of weeks ago, we covered 2017. Uh, we got hit in the middle there with some crazy football performance and some uh, basketball podcasts and whatnot. So we were not able to get out one of these, but we are glad to be back with a 2016 Bowman product overview because I'll tell you what, this list is incredible. I don't think we will ever see a list like this in the near future again for a full three product offering. And I think Nate would probably agree with that. I definitely would. Also, before we begin, just a quick shout out to DK Cards. Uh, he reminded me that this was a thing on our live stream. I completely forgot about our our looking back series, you know how it goes with our memories when we get started on other things, we get about stuff. Yeah. So uh, shout out DK Cards for this idea. Yeah, awesome. Uh, I thank you too for this idea because I didn't have to come up with an idea today. <laughs> Perfect. And so, uh, also, uh, if, you're, if you're listening right now and you have an idea for a podcast that you'd like us to cover, send it our way. We can always use new ideas. Yes, yes, for sure. And while doing this, I'm just going to give a quick overview of how we go ahead through these podcasts. If you weren't able to catch the 2018 or 2017 one, since I'm sure some new listeners have came in since, um, first off, we're going to give a backwards ranking 321 of the three products. And those three products are 2016 Bowman Baseball's releases around May. Sorry, I take that back. March or April. Uh, and then 2016 Bowman Chrome which comes out around September, October, and then 2016 Bowman Draft, which comes out in December, and every single year they're structured around those same months, um, you know, before the season, middle of the season, slash end, and then off season. And then we will move into picking out uh, top five players from all three checklists with a bonus one today. Uh, you will see why later, one of our favorite prospects. And then you will hear their prices as of right now, and if you want to buy them, where you can do, what you can do with that, whatever. Um, so to start here, Nate, you want to give us your number three set between Bowman Baseball, Bowman Chrome, and Bowman Draft, and then run down some of these names in it. All right. Uh, so number three, and um, I just listened to 2017, right, Aaron? And there was a bunch of clicking. I don't know where it came from. I don't know why. But hopefully with me using an actual mic this time, there will be less clicking. So <laughs> if you do, if you haven't listened back and you listen to 2017, you'll probably be really annoyed. So hopefully 2016 will be much better. Yeah, Nate, you see uh, some 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 terrible headphones, and now we're out here with with some mics. Yeah, we're we're moving up in the world. <laughs> uh, so number one, <coughs> excuse me, on the list or number three, sorry, uh, coming in last place is 2016 Bone Baseball, the first set of the year. It's got some great names. Uh, you've got Alex Bregman, who obviously all of you know, star third baseman slash shortstop when Carlos Correa is inevitably injured uh, for the Astros. Was oh. almost MVP this year. Mike Trout got it, but Bregman is spectacular. You got Yohan Mankata, nice young up-and-coming player for the White Sox. You got Victor Robles, who was one of the best outfield defenders in all of baseball this year, if not the best outfield defender. Didn't get the gold glove. And I'm okay with that because I'm a Brewers fan and Lorenzo Cain got it. Uh, but Victor Robles is very nice. You got Wilson Contreras, the uh, star catcher for the Cubs, who is very good. 
And then after that, you got Paul DeYoung, who is a solid shortstop for the Cardinals. Trey Mancini, who is a solid, probably the Orioles' best player, a solid first base, left field, right fielder for the Orioles. And then Marushio Dubon, who is a former Red – he's in a Red Sox jersey on this card. He became a Brewer. Then the Brewers traded him for Ray Black and – Drew Pomeranz from the Giants. So Marusu Dubon is a shortstop prospect for the Giants. You obviously have a spectacular, spectacular talent at top in Alex Bregman. Two very nice players, or three very nice players in Mancada, Robles, and Contreras. A, a very solid player in Dijon and Mancini, and then Marusu Dubon is up and coming. After that, it gets pr- pretty bad. There's not much left of the checklist. It's it really is like a seven-deep checklist. And even Dubon isn't really sought after. Mancini's not really sought after. Mm-hmm. I mean, the nice thing is that Bregman can carry most of the checklist. Granted, obviously, you don't want just like one player to be up there. But it's nice to see Robles in there. And hopefully, he has a really good year next year, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, he doesn't have – he's got nowhere to improve on defense, so yeah, our back comes along for him. Uh, he could be an absolute did, star. Did he grab – did he grab a gold glove this year? No, no, we just covered that. Oh, Lorenzo King got it in center field. Oh, yeah, yeah. First, you know what? One game I thought I saw Robles playing left field, and then it slipped my mind that he played center field. And I don't know how because Soto's my favorite non Brewer player. So, wow, looking like a chump out here. 21 year olds these days. <laughs> attention. Total chump move. Okay, Bowman baseball, pretty good. Got some nice players up there. But what do we got here at number two? And I think you're about to read off way more names in that first list. Oh, yeah, it's going to get playfully long here, okay? So bear with me. But number two, um, I took – you either had a depth. If, if you like depth, you would put my number two, number one. If you like front-end talent, you're putting my number one, number one. I – I'm definitely a fan of front-end talent over depth um, when it comes to these lists. So for my number two, I took Bowman uh, 2016 Bowman Draft. This list is insane. I have a list of guys. I skipped over some. Like, I skipped over uh, Dalton Jeffries and Dakota Hudson, guys that are solid pitching prospects, and I still came up with uh, – Well, you're all the way to W, so you're at – Like 23? Yeah, 23. XYZ left? Mm-hmm. 26 letters in the alphabet. Yeah. So A to W on my little, uh, what, do you call what do you call it? My cheat sheet here. Don't cheat. Um, and it is insane. So in alphabetical order here, we've got Alex Kirloff, uh, Alex Kirloff outfielder for the twins. Very good prospect. Had a little bit of a down year this last year, but it's still very nice. Still like a top 15 prospect. Um, extremely good. You got AJ Puck, A's, uh, left-handed pitcher who was drafted sixth overall in 2015 draft. No, 2016 draft. My bad. I'm, I'm on 2016. Um, and he was injured for a while, came back, pitched in the majors at the end of the year. You got Braxton Garrett, who's dealt with a million injuries. I think he was drafted seventh. Could be wrong there. Um, but he's a nice pitching prospect. Had a Had a pretty good year coming back from injury last year. You got Kevin Biggio. You've got Bobachet, also a Blue Jay. 
who had a spectacular season in the for the majors in the majors this year. You've got Kevin Biggio, who had a really good year for the Blue Jays in the majors this year. Um, that's shortstop and second base, Bichette and Biggio. You got Cal Quantrill, who is a pitcher for the Padres, who the luster has fallen off of him, but he was still a big name when they came out, so I put him in here, along with Corey Ray, who was a big name when it came out, and now I don't even know if he'll be protected in the Rule 5 draft by the Brewers, which is pretty sad considering he was the fifth overall pick. Um, huge strikeout problems there. You got Dylan Carlton, who was spectacular for the cards last year and really put his name on the map. Dane Dunning, who got injured, Aaron, I think. I think yes. Dane Dunning was yes. injured. He, um, he, he actually, Tommy John. Tommy John, okay. And, and also, I just want to point out really quickly, there's a chance that there's a little connection issue when you said Dylan Carlson and the Cardinals. Just want to point out that that was the Cardinals prospect that Nate was talking about, just so people didn't miss that name. Okay. Um, so Dane Dunning dealt with injuries, very nice pitching prospect. We'll have to come back healthy, but could be an interesting uh, investment opportunity. You've got Aaron's guy, Forrest Whitley, absolute stud. With a down year. Had a down year. He had a really good, absolute stud. Had a really good fall league, but he had a really good fall league the year before he had a down year also. So, yeah. Um, sometimes just bet on the pitches and bet on the guy getting back to, uh, what yeah. he was but Forrest Whitley super good you got Gavin Lux who was our boy from oh, Wisconsin yeah. uh played really well in the majors played really well in the minors this past year shortstop might get moved to is at second base right now but Corey Seager might get moved to make room for uh Gavin Lux so that'll be interesting to see you got Hudson Potts of the Padres who was a hot name a couple of years ago when the the checklist came out yeah down year though last year right yeah Mm-hmm. Ian Anderson, um, who was a hot name for a while, Braves pitching prospect. Did he get traded? No, he's got nasty case stuff, but walks a ton of people. Um, Aaron's other guy, Jesus oh. Lazardo. Yeah. Uh, the he was a national when this product came out. He's now an A. Um, insanely good. Got called up at the end of the year too. Yes, he did. Um, yeah, speaking. The guys then getting called up at the end of the year. Kyle Lewis was a surprise call up at the end of the year, and he hit four home runs in four games, something like that. Three home runs in three games to start mm-hmm. off his career. He did. Um, uh, super athletic, went to a small college, was injured a ton in the minors, um, but made it to the majors last year and performed well. Kyle Muller, who is a really nice pitching prospect for the Braves, prices went up last year. Finally, uh, he, I was big on him before the year, so it was nice to see. Matt Manning, some of the nastiest stuff in the minors, great pitching prospect for the Tigers, uh, and he did really well last year. Mickey Moniak, funny his name is in here because his prospect shine is really worn off, and he was the number one overall pick. You've yeah. got all these great names, and you've got Mickey Moniak, who was taken first, who looks like he might not even make the majors type of thing. Um, and that's the Phillies. I don't know if I mentioned that uh, outfielder. And then you got Nolan Jones, third baseman for the Indians. Uh, big power bat. Power really hasn't come along yet, but he's got a good eye at the plate. Uh, big time power, decent third baseman. Pete Alonzo, who everyone knows, absolute stud. Pete Alonzo had a spectacular year last year. Uh, 
to my embarrassment because I was not a big fan of Pete Alonso going into the year. I just didn't like first basements, and he proved me wrong. So <clears throat> got to eat a little crow. Uh, Riley Pint of the Rockies, he's a pitching prospect who I wanted the Brewers to draft because their name is the Brewers and his last name is Pint. <laughs> didn't happen. Um, he also has lost a lot of prospect sheens since yeah, he got drafted. Pretty, he had a really bad year last year. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but he was a like the fourth overall pick, I believe. So I threw him in here. Mm-hmm. And then the last two guys on the list, Taylor Trammell, who's one of my favorite players in the minors. And also the Reds love him, but they traded him to the Padres, who must have loved him more. He, uh, I don't know, I'm very excited about him. His power didn't come along this past year, but he's got a spectacular eye at the plate. He plays a spectacular defense in the outfield. Um, he gets to AAA. I'm expecting big things in the Pacific Coast League, hopefully a bump in price there. And then lastly, we've got Will Smith, not the reliever, not the actor, but the catcher, Will Smith, for the Dodgers, came up to the majors, performed pretty well. Um, just a ridiculously deep, deep list here of players. Um even even the guys even the guys I didn't want to put on the list your Cal Quantrills your Braxton Garretts your Corey Ray's right they're all making the majors and they're all big prospects at one point or another so well yeah I mean even looking at your other lists like for the next thing we're going to talk about some of those guys you just named would like easily get put on over some of those other guys I suppose like maybe like three oh. of them. You know the the last the last yeah. four guys in the next list are yeah. worse than every single player on this list, pretty much. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I was trying to say. Um, also, because you mentioned the Brewers, and I didn't get a chance to talk to you about this yet. What about the new rebrand, bro? It's pretty nice. I'm yeah. very excited, dude. The, They're going to be getting a lot of money. From yeah, they are. A lot of us for mm. buying all new gear, dude. What about those cream jerseys? I'm a huge fan of the ones that Braun was wearing. Oh yeah, the cream's good. I like the navy blue with the gold. Mm-hmm. I didn't mind the pinstripes. The one I didn't really like was Keston Heroes gray. Yeah, I wish um, that they, they would have kind of like pirates jersey. That's I saw some people saying that. I wish that they would have done a baby blue, like the one that Yelich was wearing on his throwback card from Heritage. Yeah, yeah, but I think they were trying to get rid of that. Yeah, I guess so. You know, get rid of our get rid of our current M logo, but also get rid of like. Just being the 1980s Brewers. Teams. Yeah, like kind of like a the same feel, but like the new the new look, you know. Yeah, yeah. No, I got you. Yeah, it looks great. Um, and uh, it will probably never look great on Corey Ray because he'll probably not be a Brewer. <laughs> and with that, Bowman draft loaded. Nate's number two on the list, but if you like depth, easily could be number one. Uh, there's some huge names on there. Particularly my favorite are, I guess, Jesus Luzardo and Gavin Lux, Forrest Whitley. But then another big name is Bo Bichette, who hopefully has a huge year this year uh, for the Blue Jays. He looked great last year. And moving yeah. on to the number one 2016 Bowman product offering. Nate, what do we have? We've got none other than, and you all know this, if you follow baseball, you will all have known this. And if you don't, you'll know it in two seconds. Bowman Chrome. Bowman Chrome is one of those drafts that not a huge list not very deep you know i only have it going to a through j and the last four are definitely iffy i just added them because it's depth 
but you have Vlad Jr., Juan Soto, Fernando Tatis at the top. There will never be. There will never be a better set of three guys ever. No, there won't. It's crazy. Um, it is absolutely insane. Obviously, Vlad Jr. had a little bit of a disappointing year, but people forget that he was 20 and mm-hmm. also still like 5% better than league average based on WRC plus and mm-hmm. still only 20. But when you're the number one prospect, people just expect you to come up and dominate, despite the fact that Mike Trout was the number one prospect at 19, came up and did not dominate. People have different developmental paths, and Vlad's started off a little slower. Still good, just a little slower. Um, I'm excited to see what he does next year. Then you got Juan Soto, who obviously everyone knows was absolutely dominant in the playoffs, dominant all year. He was $300 midseason. Now we'll get into his prices later, but he's been insane for the Nationals. You got Fernando Tatis, who looks like if there's anybody on any of these lists we're covering that could be a challenger to Mike Trout's throne for best baseball player, it'd be Fernando Tatis. He does it all. Um, uh, Defensively, base running, power, contact, eye at the plate. Uh, Fernando Tatis is incredible. Please and then, stay healthy. Please. Yeah, just, please stay healthy. And then after those top three that look like, you know, unbelievable, you've got O'Neill Cruz, who if you guys pay attention to us long enough, you'll know that we love O'Neill Cruz. He's a 6'7", shortstop prospect for the uh, – I almost said Padres – Pirates. If he stays at shortstop long-term, he's got unbelievable power. He should be an absolute star there. If he has to move over to third base, he's got a cannon of an arm and a ton of power for there. Should work well and a good eye. If he has to move to a corner outfield spot, he can do that. If he, he could even play center for a few years. He's got enough speed right now to do that, though he might fill out and lose that speed. And if all else fails, he can become a power-hitting first baseman. Yeah, and for those of you that might remember – listening to this podcast that means he's been listening to us for a while that was back in late february early march probably you wrote about him yeah and currently uh you know he dealt with injuries this year um which is unfortunate uh, his off-season prices they've dropped to like 20 bucks now would be a perfect time to buy yep going into um, the season last year there were 40 to 50 yeah and then my last big name on the list mike clevenger he is a pitcher for the Indians who had a spectacular year, ton of Ks, not a ton of walks. Looks like a guy that could definitely be competing for a Cy Young this year, this upcoming year, next year, the year after that. That's how amazing his stats were this past year. People will start to take, take notice, I think. I don't know if he'd win a Cy Young this year, but maybe he, he'd have to probably absolutely dominate. Um but maybe he has another spectacular year. He gets into the top five Cy Young voting. And then the year after that, people are like, oh, yeah, Mike Clevenger has been amazing for a long time. And then they give him one. Um, so Mike Clevenger is definitely a name to keep track of. Absolutely spectacular pitcher for the Indians. And then after that, you've got Isan Diaz, a nice shortstop prospect for the Marlins, second base prospect, depending on, you know, where they play him. Um, probably – better second baseman than he would be a shortstop, but ton of power out of a uh, second base position, ton of strikeout issues, but an, a nice prospect former brewer too. And then you've got end of the list, 
these four guys, Joe Musgrove, Harrison Bader, Jamani Jones, Anthony Banda, all decent prospects at one point or the other, all kind of down right now as of this podcast, but they were decent prospects at one point or another in their career. So I threw them in there anyways, but there's not much to say about them. It's really about the top uh, three and then uh, the top five with O'Neill Cruz and Mike Clevenger for Bowman Chrome. Yeah, this this back half of this list looks really bad. <laughs> oh, it's really bad. <laughs> it looks the really bad. Half, the last four, the last four, are probably worse players <coughs> than everyone on the Bowman draft list, except for maybe Cal Quantrill and Riley Pint, and possibly Corey Ray, and possibly Corey Ray. Otherwise, like everyone else is better than the last four on this list, and those were the. I mean, those were the very best of the best from Bowman Chrome. Yeah. Well, at least we know, though, that the top three guys are carrying, like, $500 base autos each. Yeah. Which is well, crazy. Well, kind of. You'll, you'll see the price. I mean, c- close. 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 Yeah. All right. So well, there's, there's our top three. Bowman Baseball third, Bowman Draft second, Bowman Chrome first. Just <clears throat> an unbelievable year of baseball prospects. I've never seen, we'll never see probably ever again better. No. I, I mean, where do you think, where do you think a guy like Nolan Jones would fit on the top 20 here, you know? And he's still like a $35 auto. Mm-hmm. This, the, like, I'm sorry, I'm not talking because I'm scrolling just looking at this list because of how insane it is. It's being like, whoa. Like, you have rookie of the year winner. This year, you have who would have been another rookie of the year winner if he was healthy the whole season, Fernando Tatis. You have the top prospect rated ever, Vlad Jr. You have a World Series champion at 20 years old, Juan Soto. Almost MVP, Alex Bregman. And then and a, a, and a World Series champion, Alex Bregman. True. And then a, <laughs> a handful of other guys. 2020 rookie of the year frontrunner for the NL, Gavin Lux. Bo Bichette, probably AL frontrunner for 2020. Crazy. Yeah. And then a handful of other top 20 prospects. Well, top yeah. 30, 40 probably. So I mean, wow. you got you got even just pitching prospects, right? Oh, you yeah. Have, you obviously have Whitley and Luzardo, but then you got snuck in here Moeller and Manning and Donning. So, so yeah, don't forget about Matt Manning. <coughs> it's been it's been incredible. Um, so I just – Oh, the list is absolutely bonkers. You've got multiple guys that are $20 plus all over the place. Tremel, $20 plus. Will Smith, $20 plus. Pete Alonso, $20 plus. Jones, $20 plus. Matt Manning, $20 plus, probably. Uh, Moeller, I think, got to 20. Kyle Lewis is 20 plus after his hot streak at the end of the year. Lazardo. Ian Anderson was 20 Whitley. at one point. What? Ian Anderson was 20 at one point. Ian Anderson was 20. I mean, Kirloff was like 100 for a while. Kevin Biggio and Bo Bichette, 20 plus. Kirloff, Puck, 20 plus. You know, Clevenger, not, but Cruz, Tatis, Soto, Vlad, along with Robles, Mancata, and Bregman, all 20 plus. Contreras is two. Yeah, and Contreras. I just skipped over his name completely. Because he's a Cub. No worries. <laughs> all right. Well, let's stop talking about them chump change $20 cards and let's talk about these top five players. Plus one more. All right. 
So, yeah, we're going to get into our top five, plus a bonus because we uh, you can't leave out our boy at the end here. I say we – Number one. Wait, 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 wait. I say we go five – Number six. We go No, we go five to one, then our, our boy at the end. Okay. <laughs> I like that. All right, so number five. And this isn't really in price order, right? Correct. This is more in just my preference order. Um, so number five, Pete Alonzo, obviously run rookie of the year. And he has been just incredible power bat this year. 53 home runs, set the rookie record. His base, his last base auto went for 240 yesterday, November 19th. Today is November 20th. So his last base auto went for 240. His last BGS 9510 went for 400 on November 18th. Now, mind you, I didn't get into whether it's True Gem Plus or whatever those that lingo is. I didn't get into that. Um, I just took the last BGS 9510. So there is could be some differences in price depending on what the grades are or the subgrades are. But four hundred dollars for a BGS nine five ten on November eighteenth, and then a PSA ten went for five twenty five on November seventeenth. That's some high dollar cards. Yes, <laughs> yes, very much so. Also, PSA ten significantly higher than BGS nine five ten, which you will see a lot on this list. Yes, which is nice to see because we've been talking about it for a while. In that PSA tens are always going higher than BGS nine fives. And I don't feel like people really get, ever get an example because we see it all the time when we're doing our eBay links, but mm-hmm. nobody else gets to see it. So now that they at least get to hear, hear an example, yeah. um, this is a $125 difference in one day between a PSA 10 and a BGS 9.5, right? Mm-hmm. Right here. Mm-hmm. All right. So number four, Alex Bregman. We've got base auto went for 220 on November 4th. And Bregman didn't have a lot of sales. So it's a little... Him and Vlad Jr. didn't have a lot of sales, so it's a little weird, so bear with me. Um, nothing too recent. Base auto for 220 on November 4th. He did BGS 9510, go for 320 on November 13th. Then I had to go all the way back to October 20th, which is a little bit, you know, iffy because that's during the playoffs. But his PSA 10 went for 485 on October 20th. Yeah, you, you know who's going – we don't know what's happening there, you know, because obviously there's some big moments in the playoffs. Could have yeah. went up a little bit. Might be around like 425 now. Yeah. So it's it's one of those things. It's, it, there just wasn't any PSA 10s being sold. So I went with I went with this. There was one that went for 499 free shipping on October 26th, but that was buy it now, so I didn't want to take it. Right. Uh, so you just – it's safe to say that PSA 10 is – higher than bgs 95 i just don't know by how much yeah it depends on the card the year the grade or you know well i should say the condition of the cards like 2016 was a hard year to grade psa 10s have been selling way more than like this year than i would say in like 2017 which was an easier year to grade the corners were a lot better in 2017 2016 the back of the cards were really dark the corners, so it's really easy to to have white showing and this and that which makes PSA 10s really hard to get versus a BGS 9.5. You can have a nine corner, get a 9.5. I think that plays quite a bit into this. Okay. So we can comfortably say PSA 10 would be higher. Yeah, especially for 2016. Basically every other card card right now too. 
All right, so that's Alex Bregman. Number three on our list is Vlad. His base autos, I he doesn't have a ton of base autos that aren't graded. Um, I think everyone got a, a Vlad and graded it. At least well, that's what it's looking like on eBay. Considering they were like up to $600 for a base auto, maybe even 800 back in the spring training and stuff, yeah, all those are probably something they graded. Higher the card value, the more they're graded. Mike Trout, you'll like barely ever see a raw sell. Interesting. That makes sense, though. Mm-hmm. Why sell a card for a thousand when you can get like four hundred extra dollars? Well, you... right. And then not only that, but also think about so expensive. You want it protected. You want it. People know what the condition is. You don't want to deal with like a four thousand dollar return. You know, on a Mike Trout, this and that. Yeah. So. Vlad Jr. base auto, four seventy five on October twenty eighth. Um, it's obviously a long time ago. You had to do a lot of scrolling to find a non graded, non graded Vlad. You got a BGS nine five ten that sold for six ninety, <coughs> six ninety on November seventeenth. Um, that was PWCC, I think. So take some of these with a grain of salt because you never, you never know. Uh, and then. There was a PSA 10 that sold for 925 on October 26th. That actually might have been PWCC. I can't remember now. But it's obviously like a month back, but there's no baseball being played for Vlad Jr. And his price was astronomically higher than mm-hmm. the BGS 95. Yeah, very much so higher. Also, pop reports. A lot of people in 2016 were probably sending to BGS. Lots of 95s out there. Not many PSA 10s out there compared. True. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How the how the tables have turned. Yeah, for real. Uh, number two on our list, Fernando Tatis Jr. He had a base auto go, go for four ten on November fifteenth. Uh, in Octoberish, they were going for a little under that. They were going for like three eighty type of type of area, but he's gone up a little bit. Since then, but 410 still seems like a pretty stinking good deal for Fernando Tatis. Um, and that was November 15th again. BGS 9510 went for 650 on November 17th. And then PSA 10, which was kind of hard to find, also went for 700 on October 31st. I, I know I know a PSA 10 on best offer sold for $800 more recently. And also, um, before that 650 sale on the 95, I think that there's some between 550 and 600. I know it's like a 50 dollar difference, but I still think there's data to support PSA 10 over 95 for Tatis, even if it's smaller margin. Yeah, and I I don't think that this is a this is not like this 650 to 700 is probably not a great example. It's what yeah. I found. Yeah, like rush for time. I'd say a more accurate representation right now is closer to 800 for PSA 10, closer to 600 for 95. If you were to try to buy one today. Yeah. Probably around that. Uh, but nobody's selling PSA 10s. Right. It's Those barely get listed. I think there's like one base PSA 10 up right now. And you would be foolish. Yeah. You would be very foolish to sell Fernando Tatis right now. Mm-hmm. So if you if you happen to be listening to this and want a good card, go find some Fernando Tatis and try to buy it up for a reasonable deal. Series 2 is a nice place to look if you don't got that $500 to spend. Look at Series 2 tops, parallels, gold out of 2019 or even the base if you can't afford a gold um no shame in that at all you can definitely make money on base yeah. cards i mean acuna psa 10 went up from 30 dollars before the season to 130 so 
right now Tatis is around 40 for a PSA 10. Perfect. That's easy money right there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then number one, and also number one in our hearts. Oh, yeah. And number one in the hearts of every media pundit in the entire world because uh, – He's only 20. They couldn't get enough of him. No, he's 21. I, I know. I was just oh. making a joke during the season. Yeah. 20-year-old. Yeah. 21-year-old Juan Soto. Mm-hmm. Uh, you all know how spectacular Juan Soto was. Just unbelievable. Led that Nationals team to a championship. Should have won World Series MVP. They gave it to Strasburg. I disagree. I think that he was, you know, the catalyst for that team. But he's got plenty more years to win a very, very, very nice Chevy Corvette. He had a 900-plus OPS and five home runs throughout the playoffs as a 21-year-old in the MLB. Well, most of the playoffs, he was 20. Right, correct. I mean, he was almost 21, so it's basically like he's a 21-year-old, but still. Correct. But 900-plus OPS and five home runs. Yeah. Some big home runs, too, mind you. Yeah. So Juan Soto was incredible, and his prices reflect that. His base auto uh, (coughs) went for $530 on November 19th, which – uh, a little bit of a humble brag here. If I'm going to bash myself for, for Pete Alonzo, I'm going to have a little bit of a humble brag in that in like June, I wrote an article on why Juan Soto cards were way too low at $300 a base auto. And now you're looking at them. And even after the season has ended, they're still going for like, like 530 Oh, yeah. Which is a solid $230 increase from the time I wrote the article. So that's been beautiful to see. Uh, his BGS 9510s, uh, last one sold for 750 Some of them were going for like $830. Um, so somewhere in that 750 to 850 range. And then, and that 751 was today, November 20th. And then PSA 10s, his last PSA 10. Now, this definitely was a PWCC card. Uh, this went for $1,250, which is by far our most expensive card. Mm-hmm. And that was on November 17th, just three days ago. People love some Juan Soto, and now they're re- realizing that uh, they're spending all this money on guys like Vlad, who, though I love, hasn't shown anything yet, to Tatis and Kirloff, and here's Juan Soto actually proving it, and nobody was investing, and now people are investing like crazy. Mm-hmm. And also – these things have pretty much stayed up there since the World Series have went up a little bit. I know that supply and demand have a huge thing to do with that, but let's just talk for like 30 seconds really quick. Update PSA 10 rookies probably topped out at $85 to $90 as you won a World Series, which I still thought was too low. I really thought that they were going to break $100 if you won a World Series while playing well, which he did. And now they're down to 65 like two weeks later. Well, almost a month, I should say, but still. They're down to 65. So I would highly recommend picking up one or two update PSA 10 tops rookies of Juan Soto and just sitting on it and seeing what happens this season. Because I think that if Acuna can get to $130, Soto easily can because they are starting to close the gap in some cards. Uh, Bowman Chrome Acunas are still crazy. Like I'm pretty sure they're like 1500 for a 9510 base, 1400 
but like a Soto update, PSA 10 is 65, and Acuna is 70 to 75. So, dang, just a little bit of info there. Cool. So there's there's good options if you don't. Obviously, we're talking about Bowman Chrome prospect autos, and those are huge dollar amounts for all these guys. There's the nice thing is there's always options for lower budgets, mm-hmm. uh, which Aaron and I would well, Aaron not so much, but I would definitely fit into. Uh, well, yeah, I'm not made of money over here right now. <laughs> uh, but you know, you find you find a Vlad short print from Top Series Two or Fernando Tatis from Top Series Two, or you grab a Juan Soto update card from last year, um, and you just sit on those cards, and you'll be you'll be good to go. Yeah, for sure, totally agree. All right, how and about then, our pl- our plus one? And then our bonus, our bonus guy here, we couldn't leave him out. Uh, we always do a top five, but because it's Gavin Lux, because he's from Wisconsin, because we're from Wisconsin, and because he was amazing last year and looks like a rookie of the year candidate this year, we had to throw him in. And also, don't mind you, because the top five this year was comprised of MVPs, number one prospects, and rookie of the years. Truth. Truth. A lot of, a lot of studs. Uh, and we got Gavin Lux. Base auto went for 120 on November 9th. This one was actually up a little bit from the previous ones. They were settling in at like that $90 range, uh, 90 to 100. So this one's this last one's a little bit up. That was November 9th for 120. His BGS 9510s, I had to go back a ways to find one. We're talking October 20th, one sold for 180. Um, this is probably around the time there at they were selling for like 100 instead of 120 so you may be looking at like an $80 increase on the BGS 95 from base potentially maybe a little bit less um, oh, yeah. and um, the, I was just going to mention I think that's probably around like a 200 to 225 dollar card right now okay and then PSA 10 on November 4th sold for 235 uh <coughs> just uh which is, you know, significantly higher than the BGS 9.5, but also you just really can't tell because mm-hmm. the, the dates are so spread out and the dates are so far away from today's date. Like November 9th was 11 days ago. November 4th was 16 days ago. Yeah. Also, I don't know if you saw this. I think I saw this. I thought a PSA 10 got hit on by now of 325 for Gavin Lux. I know that you're trying to grab auctions and stuff, but yes, still, it was. still pretty significant, actually. That's true. I just, I just you know, sometimes... Sometimes uh, you get the uh, outlier by now, and they're not like legit, or no, somebody's know. just decided they wanted they wanted to spend that money and didn't care how much they paid, but it wasn't actually market value, which is why I always try to go buy it now. Oh, I mean, you mean auction. I mean, auction. <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, I also recommend that. Just sometimes with these cards, when in the off seasons they don't sell it often, it's hard to tell. Well, is that so a wrap? There's our top five plus one. Oh yeah, and our top three products for 2016. Uh, spectacular year yeah i i mean we first half of the podcast we uh oogled over all those names and there's quite a bit so try to maybe look some up if you're looking for them we oogled over the names and dk cards was just like come on let's hurry this up too many names too many names (laughs) yeah Yeah, as as we all know he might be the only one listening to this podcast but oh well we know that's not true (laughs) i know (laughs) just messing around All right. Well, as for right now, I think we have a pretty big announcement coming next week that you all should look out for on Instagram. Um, Big announcement season. (laughs) Woo! 
Oh yeah. Um, that should be quite exciting. So as of right now, I don't have any more info on that. Uh, and honestly not too much info for the rest of the week. So I think that's a pretty good way to close her down is just basking in the, in the glory of this podcast and not trying to take away from, from what's going on here. Cause there's a lot, there's a lot of glory in it. There is some unbelievable names in this list. 2015 by, uh, if we ever get around to 2015, it's going to be very boring. 2015. Give me a name really quick. Like probably like Dansby Swanson. Oh yeah. CS. Oh, Kyle Tucker. Yeah. No, not, 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 not the best. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, let's not get onto that because that's a downer and this was awesome. Oh, well then let's make the last word. Uh, Juan Soto.